good afternoon. We've discussed uh, a number of times since the, August the plight of uh, Christians and others, uh, prisoners of conscience, who remain in Afghanistan after the withdrawal of U.S. troops. With me right now is Kelsey Wicks. Uh, she serves as operations manager for Catholic News Agency, and she's been in uh, touch with one uh, person there in Afghanistan who, using the name Kareem, and she's been busy at work trying to do what she can to help this individual. And uh, Kelsey, it's good to have you with me. Thanks. Thank you so much for having me, Al. Let's let's. Uh, how did you first become acquainted with uh, Kareem? And that's a pseudonym, right? That is a pseudonym, correct. Yeah. Okay. Um, yes. So uh, Kareem first emailed us during the the week before the withdrawal, the August thirtieth date set by the Biden administration for. Actually, it was August thirty first, and then they pulled out on August thirtieth. Um, for the withdrawal of all American troops from Afghanistan. And he sent this heart-wrenching email, and it began, My name is Kareem. I am a Christian. I have no other help but you. Please help me. And that was how the conversation began. Yeah, yeah. Um, How did he describe his situation? Well, he described the fact that his um, father and brother had been murdered and that he was on the run. Um, he, you know, as, as time unfolded, I, I also, um, walked, walked with him as his mother was disappeared because she refused to give over his location. She knew that as a Christian, even though she was a Muslim, she knew that as a Christian, he would be, um, killed by the Taliban Mm -hmm. in their region. And so she refused to give his location. And so he described, you know, all of all of what was unfolding with his family. Um, he described the circumstances of, of being at, at the airport in Kabul, just looking for a way out. You know, the apostasy laws in Afghanistan and places around the world um, uh, uh, where it, it's a crime to convert to Christianity are, are brutal. And the Taliban has, has one of the, the harshest views of, of apostasy. And so, you know, the, the execution for converting to Christianity is is a high priority for mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Uh, did he mention how he, uh, his, his mother was Muslim, did he mention how he happened to be Christian? Yeah, you know, what's really interesting is there's not a big Christian population within um, within Afghanistan. Right, right. But there, but there is sort of a, a movement that's, um, you know, f- begun through... Um, Turkey and Iran, an underground church that that's helped to form a number of, of people in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I in in talking with these people who are fleeing because of their faith, um, and you know, some of them are are just a, a sort of wide range of of Christian and and even non Christian um, groups like Jehovah's Witnesses. Sure. Um, and and I often remark, you know, it's, it's fascinating that the, the percentage of Catholics in Afghanistan I think was below six hundred. Um, hmm. Persons total in a country of wow. 38 million. Yeah, and and I've I've often just thought in the course of this, wow, you know, we really need to be praying for the conversion, and we we really, you know, is there is there a need for a sort of like underground Catholic church that that risks their life um, in order to evangelize people? Because you know, I, I saw that on the ground, you know, the the Christian church has done a great job um, finding its way in. 
Yeah. Well, that's one thing that uh, evangelical Protestants are very good at. They're very pragmatic, very outreach-oriented, very creative in the way that they, they do this. And a lot of times Catholics are much more institutionally oriented and not quite as creative and on the, you know, on the ground. Uh, our history shows us that we can be creative, but in the present moment, we tend to be a little more institutionalized. And uh, so... Uh, but he is is Kareem a Catholic? No, Kareem yeah. is not a Catholic. Okay. He, he yeah. is a Christian. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he found his way into the faith, um, being introduced by by someone who he met who was a Christian. It's a um, it's a it's a very human to human operation. A lot of house churches in Afghanistan. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, do you have any idea how old he is? I do. Um, He's uh, he's a young person. I should say that. I don't want to give away his, his <laughs> right. specific age. <laughs> right, right, okay. Um, and so, as you you've been staying in touch with him, I imagine that's been difficult. Uh, so, I mean, do you have a, a regular means of being in touch, or are you pretty much subject to whenever he contacts you? You know, it because of the precarious nature of what's happening right now in Afghanistan. The, the Taliban is. Um, has been executing door-to-door searches right. for people right. in cities that are evacuating people to international locations. If you aren't a member of the family and you're staying at someone's house, um, they are looking for you to hunt you down. If you are on the streets without a reason to be in that city, um, if you're not from that city, they're looking for a reason to hunt you down. And if they, they find out that you have contact on any of your devices with yeah. a person from the West, wow. they also have you um, targeted. So, uh, you know, I mean, Kareem has been through so much. Um, he even at one point was was captured and tortured. Oh. Um, I, I don't think it, it, it didn't seem to be that the that the people understood that he was um, who pre, who precisely he was. And you know, your fate sort of relies upon, you know, how much they know about you. And the Taliban isn't as sophisticated in their means of intelligence yet. Mm-hmm. Um Praise God, um, but you know there's there's been an enormous um, <clears throat> just uh, in, incredible incredible difficulty placed upon his life um, at every moment. And you know some of the the most inspirational conversations I've ever had have yeah. been with this man, just talking about being a child of God and placing his trust in Jesus. Um, yes. You know. And and just really saying, you know, look, I have a message. He he constantly tells um, tells me, you know, I have a message for the rest of the world. I want to tell them about Jesus. I want to tell them about what it means for me yes. to convert to Christianity. And so, you know, the the number of times that he has been um, spared and his life sort of miraculously preserved, I, I know it has to be due to um, the prayers of of so many. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Yes, uh, I mean, the, Christians in, in those kind of circumstances often testify that they are very much aware of living day by day, hour by hour, and trusting upon the guidance of the Holy Spirit. This is, um, I mean, I guess I, I realize you're limited in what you can disclose, but uh, does he does he foresee a plausible way out? of Afghanistan. You know, I think he's living in 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 the space of the hope and yeah. um and we are also living there too, you know, Al, just you know, just to kind of brief you on on the challenge of helping Christians 
trapped in Afghanistan. There's been a, a first wave of, of Christians that have been removed, um, you know, in the, in the number of, of several thousand, mm-hmm. um, I would put that low, um, certainly above a thousand. Many of them actually are, are sort of trapped without an immigration status in, in various places throughout the Middle East or in, in Albania, um, Abu Dhabi, Islamabad, uh, Doha, and and what what the what these organizations that are helping Christians escape are are now looking to is um, a sort of second phase of moving them into a more stable stable position. And then you know for for those that those Christians that that are still in Afghanistan, the to be realistic, the um, the window is closing. Yeah. Um, uh, many of the the ways that previ- that organizations have previously got people out are are narrowing, um, and that's in part due to what's happening in Afghanistan. Which, you know, I'm not sure if you're aware, 23 million Afghans are are possibly slated to die this winter due to a famine that they're facing. Yes, it's it's. It- it's really uh, on top of everything else. Uh, there's been a complete collapse of uh, their supply of uh, food. What uh, is is if he is able to uh, somehow get out? I would assume that he would quickly be able to be received into the uh, United States or another Western nation. Uh, um, for for asylum reasons, uh, reasons of persecution. Oh, you, you would hope that you know. Um, I I've been involved now for months in attempting to secure visas. Yeah. Um, for these Christians to um, a, a place that will accept them, and uh, because of the the configurations of the U.S. State Department, um, you know, with prioritizing SIV holders and and militaries and others. P2 and Christians and, and persecuted Christians are, are much lower down the list. And so really? um, th- there's been a, a great deal of um, bureaucratic difficulty of, of um, finding a way into the United States for them, finding um, someone who, who will advocate for them within the State Department. Um, and then, you know, we, we have tried with a number of nations um, to find a place that will receive them. Um, many, many countries have been extremely generous accepting women's soccer teams or, or other persons that are legitimately facing um, threats of their life as well, journalists and academics and others. But finding a place for Christians has been exceptionally difficult. Um, and, uh, you know, our sort of one um, uh, hope right now is, is with, um, one of the major hopes right now is with um, Brazil. And if, uh, if they can if they have an NGO who will pay six months of their, the first six months of their stay in Brazil, Brazil looks as though it's, it's, um, it's willing to, to receive them. Okay. And, and that's been the sort of first movement on, in this. Wow. Wow. That's, uh, that's disappointing. Um, you would hope that uh, people would be welcomed uh, with open arms, given the circumstances they're fleeing. Because uh, you're looking at again, you point out there's going to be a famine. Uh, that's what they're facing this next season. Um, Indeed, the, it, you know, and I think that's the that's the great difficulty, even with with these these narrowing windows of of getting people out. You know, Pakistan, Uzbekistan, Tajikistan, all these neighbors are realizing that with the imminent collapse happening inside of Afghanistan, that many people will be flooding their borders. 
um, just due to the humanitarian crisis. And so they've, they've really, in, in many ways, have stopped assisting people even in transport to these other locations. And then mm. when the third country is difficult to find, it's complicated to even further. We really need the prayers of, of good people to, you know, make a way and assist by grace um, the, this complicated effort. Uh, has Aid to the Church in Need been helpful at all? You know, Aid to the Church in Need, um, uh, because of the the lack of a significant Catholic presence, did did not really have an infrastructure or or a, yeah. or a way to address what's going on. Although, you know, I'm I'm a big proponent of Mother Teresa's thought. You know, it, we don't do what we do because they are Catholic. We do it because we are. Yeah. I would love to see Aid to the Church in Need. Mm-hmm. Um, assist these Afghans that are facing uh, famine, or, or assist even with the immigration process. Yeah, yeah. Hi, I'm just wondering. Um, I, I was talking to Mindy Belts, who was at World Magazine for a while. She recently resigned, but she was also working with somebody uh, in Afghanistan, similar kind of situation, and running into the same problems you're running into. Uh, and I'm just wondering uh, how 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 many. Uh, people are out there actively seeking uh, a way out. Do you have any idea? I do not have a, a number on that. Um, but I, what I can speak to, Al, is, is the sort of um, pulse of the lived experience in Afghanistan right now. Yeah. Here are the things that come through on a confidential um, application that I have to communicate with people. Sure. Um, a, a massacre... Um, in uh, one of the cities where they drain the canal and they find uh, 17 dead bodies beheaded with weighted stones around them. Um, Bombings on the rise. Um, You know, women have actually just been taken off of television. They've been banned from everything as of yesterday by the Taliban on on television, including dramas. (laughs) They can no longer even star in dramas. Wow. I've seen images of 10-year-old children, um, a 10-year-old boy beaten by the Taliban for um, stealing a piece of bread because he was hungry. You know, how many people want to, to leave? Right, right. You could say almost everyone. Well, Kelsey, thank you. How do people stay in touch with you and, and follow the work you're doing? Yeah, so um, you can follow us at catholicnewsagency.com um, and uh, keep up to date that way. Uh, you know, we're, we're trying to post articles on in Afghanistan and, of course, um, via, via Twitter as well. Okay. Kelsey, thanks so much. We'll stay in touch.